0: Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host Ethan Foster here today with another episode. Excited for you guys to be joining us. If you look in the link in the description, you can go check out our show on Heart of the Matter: Christian Anarchy today. Me, Sean, and Steve take several different topics uh, about the faith at random by picking them out of a jar and discuss them right on the spot. So it's very authentic, and I think you guys can get some excellent perspectives from that. Uh. Right now, we are continuing that Jesus already came back, the full preterism view in 70 AD. Today, I am just going to be discussing the undeniable historical events of 70 AD and not getting into the actual personal theological opinions I have on it. And to do this, we're looking at eyewitnesshistory.com. I've read through it, a lot of it has what Josephus, the main writer uh, of the events happening there, uh, It has most of his stuff on there, so we're going to go in and dive right into it. It starts in the year 66 AD. The Jews of Judea rebelled against their Roman masters. In response, Emperor Nero dispatched an army under generalship of Vespian to restore order. By the year 68, the resistance of the northern part of the province had been eradicated, and the Romans turned their full attention to the subjugation of Jerusalem. that same year, Emperor Nero died by his own hand, creating a power vacuum in Rome. In the chaos, Vespian was declared emperor and returned to the imperial city. It fell to his son Titus, still leading the remaining army in the assault on Jerusalem the Roman legions surrounded the city and began to slowly squeeze the life out of the Jewish stronghold. By the year 70 uh, AD, the attackers had breached the Jerusalem's outer walls and began a systemic, a systematic, uh, I should say, ransacking of the city. Now, to give you guys some context about uh, the squeeze the life out of the stronghold, uh, what the Romans did, I, I read a different article on this, so I'm going to briefly summarize our, or is it uh, the best of my ability to you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, the Roman the Romans allowed people to enter the city for Passover? It's one of the things they did. And in terms of a military tactic, this is uh, quite genius. Um, and they surrounded the city and wouldn't let anyone leave, and subsequently they wouldn't let any supplies enter the city. At the same time so they basically starved to death the inside this is a common military tactic that has been used on uh, numerous times throughout history it's highly effective so it continues on to say the assault accumulated in the burning and destruction of the temple that served as the center of Jerusalem in victory Romans slaughtered thousands of those spared from death thousands were more were enslaved and set to toil in the mines of Egypt Others were dispersed in arenas throughout the empire to be butchered for the amusement of the public. Temple, the temple's uh, sacred relics were taken to Rome, where they were displayed in celebration of the victory. The rebellion sputtered on for another three years and finally was extinguished in 73 AD, the fall of various pockets of resistance, including the stronghold at Massada, The Jews let out a shout of dismay that matched the tragedy. Our only first-hand account of the Roman assault on the temple comes from the Jewish historian Josephus Flavius. Josephus was a former leader of the Jewish revolt who had surrendered to the Romans and had won favor uh, from Vespian. In gratitude, Josephus took on Vespian's family name, Flavius, and his own. We join his account as Romans fight their way into the inner Sanctum of the Temple. And we're not going to read all of this, uh, guys, because it's a lot. We're just going to go over it to give you the historical context, and that will be the end of the the episode. I will tie it uh, more into the theological stance in episode's part. The uh, the, the rebels, shortly after, attacked the Romans again, and clash followed between the guards of the sanctuary and the troops who were putting out the fire inside the inner court. The latter... uh, Rounded the Jews and followed in a hot pursuit right up the, to the temple itself. Then one of the soldiers, without awaiting any orders and with no dread of some mom, uh, momentous a deed, but urged on by some supernatural force, snatched a blazing piece of wood and climbing on another soldier's back hurled the flaming brand through a low golden window that gave access on the north side and the rooms that surrounded the sanctuary. And the flame shot up, and the Jews let out a shout of dismay that matched the tragedy. They flocked to the rescue with no thought of sparing their lives or hardening their strength, for the sacred structure they had constantly guarded with such devotion was vanishing before their very eyes. No extortion or threat can now restrain the the impa. Uh, 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 the impotuity. I'm very bad at pronouncing uh, some words, and since this is an ancient language translated into modern English, it's very difficult. Uh, so forgive me for that. Of the legions, for passion was a peer, was in supreme command. Crowded together around the entrances, many were trampled down by their companions; others stumbling on the smouldering and smoke-filled ruins of the. Uh, poor, poor died as miserably as the defeated, and they drew closer to the temple. They prevented not even to hear Caesar's orders, but urged the men in front to throw in more firebeds. So the rebels were powerless to help. Carnage and flight spread throughout. And I think that's all we're going to read. But reading what Josephus wrote, wrote here, what happened at the destruction of Jerusalem the destruction of the temple. As predicted in Daniel chapter 9, and every Christian that has any theological knowledge knows that 70 AD is an extremely important event in terms of biblical prophecy and fulfillment. It's just the extent that you take that fulfillment and prophecy and that sets says between futurism, futurism, partial preterism, and full preterism. So with that, we see that Not only was the destruction of Jerusalem a significant event, but we see that it is also a very important event and a very brutal event in that uh, liking. So, as we continue on with Jesus already came back, we will examine how this fits into the biblical narrative, get into the more complicated stuff, and I'll simple it down the best I can. And as we walk through this journey, go research it yourself, read the scriptures. And read the time frame that Jesus and all the apostles set up for his imminent return. And we will see you here Wednesday here on Common Sense Christianity.